The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and this is the post game for the five field goal victory against our rivals, the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll hit on that and more here on show 360, folks. The Raider Nation podcast sends out all our prayers and sympathy and deepest, deepest respect to the families of the 32 that were lost in this this last week's tragedy, the shooting. Um, amazing situation that we're faced with here as a country. And I'm not going to get into it, but I do know this. It is crushing for a parent to even think about losing a child. And uh, my blessings and prayers goes out to all who are affected because it is an incredibly brutal situation. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, Raider Nation, it's time for this show. And on it, we will have the postgame. For the Kansas City Chiefs, we're going to hit on all the high notes and some of the low notes. <laughs> it was a victory at home. What the hell? Anyway, that and also we're going to look at a little into postseason. We're talking about the postseason preview. What could possibly be? There's a lot of things that could happen here, and we're going to talk about it. Then we're going to do a pregame for the Panthers. Oh, gosh. Well, we'll see what happens there in that game, but we're going to talk about that. And the bone line, which is always off the chain. You guys are the best. All right, let's move on. The Kansas City Chiefs go down in a ball of zeros at home. Let's get to it. Well, considering that the Chiefs might be the number two pick in the NFL draft, I'm not too impressed. However, the Oakland Raiders did come out and play a decent enough football game. I'm going to give them about a C on a scale of A to F <laughs> because it was, um, you know, we got three snaps from Terrell Pryor. I don't know what that was all about. Was that just to appease the crowd? We got five field goals from Janikowski. Missed one. Could have been six. Could have been 18 to zero. Other than that, you know, <laughs> we could not get into the end zone. Nope, couldn't do it. Worst team in the NFL, and we could not score a touchdown. Now, they couldn't score one either because our defense was good enough to stop their only weapon, which is the run game. Brady Quinn blows ass. They know it, and that's the way it is. So, 
as far as I'm concerned, this is a gimme game. This is like the worst team in the in the country. Uh, we're going to play the Panthers, <laughs> which are much better. But uh, the Chiefs are a mess. We all know they're a mess. Romeo, oh, Romeo is on the way out. Uh, other than that, man, I just thought, uh, no, what else could I say? I know McLean hadn't played this game, which is a great thing because the defense worked. Uh, Vic, what is the uh, latest saga or uh, in the, and I can't believe we're still talking about him, but I'm, I'm just, I'm fascinated at this point. Rolando McLean uh, was going to play special teams then was deactivated uh, uh, or inactive uh, for the last game. What's uh, what's the prognosis on him playing this week? Uh, highly doubtful. I think um, the staff probably realized that Orlando at uh, special teams wasn't the best idea in the world. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the guy running around and making plays. So I yeah. think everyone's on the same page. I think he wants to, to be gone, and they will, you know, they're going to wait, I think, for the offseason to, to make him be gone. I, I kind of like the idea of him playing running back. He didn't, you know, didn't practice. He, uh, last week he was Peyton Hillis, so he was a big back. And uh, I kinda, I'm sure it was the more likely for him to wear the uh, the green bean and a helmet and, uh, and to be out there. But oh. so he's, he, um, he's doing all right. He seems like he's in uh, in decent spirits, just trying to play this thing out. I would have given anything to see the video of him running around, pretending to be the running back. That I, I just think that would have been that would have been fantastic. The run-stopping ability of the team did not get affected in a negative way by having Rolando McClown out of the picture. Other than that, it was a cool game. Great to see everybody. Everybody in the parking lot. Tailgate, last one of the season, just before Christmas. You know, I can't wait. One of these days, we're going to have some postseason games. It's going to be crazy. I miss all of you who've been to that tailgate, I miss you guys all now. I mean, because we're not going to see each other again until next season. Crazy. Uh, but it was a great game. Great. It's always good. No matter if we're winning or losing, the last game of the season at home is always fun because it's about family, man. It's about the Red Nation. And that about wraps this game up. It was a good game. We won which makes it better for crying out loud. Last, thanks for winning the last game. <laughs> I'll take it. And that is all I have to say about that. Our Raiders insider, Vic Tafer, joins us here, 95.7 The Game. Vic, the one matchup that I think could be really compelling is watching Philip Wheeler chase Cam Newton all around on Sunday. How, how do you look at that matchup? Yeah, it's a good matchup. I think, uh, obviously, Cam Newton's one of the more exciting players in the league. He uh, had a rough start, but now he's been uh, lights up the last five weeks. So uh, that should be good. I think they're trying to... Uh, Used to all prior this week in practice to get some sort of idea of the athleticism that, uh, that Newton has. And speaking of using uh, Terrell Pryor, other than being Cam Newton in practice, how much do how much can we expect to see of him on Sunday? I'm not sure. I don't really think that's in their uh, in their plans. I think if the game allows it, if uh, yeah, if the score is not close, I could see it. But I don't think it's really a high priority for uh, 
for Dennis Allen right now on the staff. I think um, they have a pretty good idea of what Pryor can do just from training camp and uh, in practice. And that is? What's what's the assessment at this point? Uh, still a project, I think. Um, still um, I'm not quite sure you know, what uh, the future holds as far as um, if you can command a huddle and, uh, and call plays and, and run an offense for a whole game. But I think they think um, he works hard, and they hope that there's more improvement. Was it the Detroit game in the preseason? Was it Detroit where he did some good things in the second half? He had one good game. Yeah, he played really well. He had like uh, two big throws and a big run against, uh, I think it was the Lions, week three of the preseason. Yeah, and Reggie McKenzie has said, I-, I can't evaluate him unless I see him play. Is it surprising to you that we're not getting a chance to see him as basically this season's done? It's a little surprising, but I do know that they're trying to win games. I think um, they won last week after the two point, a huge uh, obstacle, but. They're trying to end on a good note. I think it's important uh, just um, for morale-wise. And also, I think these coordinators are kind of coaching for the jobs next year. So I think um, they got to show there's been improvement from the beginning of the season. I'm glad you said that because, to me, that's what it looks like. If everybody was secure on the staff knowing that they were coming back for sure, you would want to kind of – experiment a little bit, but right now I don't think these guys are secure. It's I don't want to say they're coaching for their jobs, but they might be. Yeah, definitely. I think Coach, I think Dennis is safe. I think um, they're going to bring him back. Reggie is committed to him. I think uh, he likes, he's pleased with the job Dennis has done this year, even despite the adversity. I think the rest of the staff is still kind of up in the air. We're looking for changes in the organization that might show us some light at the end of this dark tunnel we've been going through. Other teams have suffered a similar problem. And in that is probably one of the biggest coaching pools since I can remember. It looks to me like there'll be a lot of knowledge out on the open market at the end of the season, unlike the draft. There's a lot of rumors about it being a a poor draft for certain positions this year. Well, it could be. But it looks to me like there's a ton of richness in the coaching pool in this offseason, look, Ron Rivera, Ken Weisenhunt, Romeo Cornell, Rex Ryan, those are just a few names of coaches that might be on the outs. Now, I know they're going to fill other vacancies, and I know there's always going to be an opening somewhere for these guys, but listen, there's going to be some guys, offensive and defensive coaches, that might find a great place here with the Oakland Raiders. This might be the place that we can really improve this team in one season. I know that they're going to give Young Allen another season. Uh, this is get, getting off track a little bit here, but I got to ask it. Is there any way Dennis Allen is not back next year? I don't think so. I think uh, there might have been a small, tiny chance. If they had lost, you know, lost out, lost the rest of the game. Right. But I think the win last week, there are signs of uh, of guys being on board and improvement. I think um, he has a four-year deal, so obviously you don't want to fire a guy with three years left of his contract. And they've been preaching a long-term view. Reggie wants to build this thing up from you know, the ground up. So I do believe uh, Dennis is firmly, firmly safe. But imagine having Romeo Cornell helping you on the defense. <clears throat> Might be a good thing. Imagine having a head coach uh, help you coach the offense in a manner like Norv Turner. 
hey, man, he was a terrible head coach, but he was a great offensive coordinator. That's where we need to go. We need a great offensive coordinator. So I'll say this, man. So far in this postseason, I see a lot of players changing places, too, in the league. There's a lot of guys are going to be available this season. There'll be a lot of moving and shaking on the Raiders for sure. Vic, tell me a couple guys just kind of off the top of your head who you think the Raiders want long-term. And then maybe give me a name or two of a guy you feel like probably either doesn't want to be here or the team likely won't want him back. Well, I think so. Wheeler, the linebacker, he has a one-year deal. I think they want to, they want to re-sign him. I think he's made enough plays and shown he's a guy that can build around. I think Miles Burris next to him, the rookie linebacker, ideally, he probably wouldn't have started all the games this year. They would have liked to bring him all on a little slower. They didn't have that choice. He's had uh, some rough spots. He's got to get you know, stuck on blocks at times, but still a young guy, good motor. I think he's a piece. I also got a defense and offense. They like the two receivers they have. It's young guys, Ross Jr. and Jerron Kreiner, big upside. So those are guys they're excited about. But I do say this. The biggest thing for me is a coaching change. And I mean not a head coaching change because it won't happen. I mean a position coaching change, offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, special teams coach. I'm not kidding. They got to shit can those guys. Don't give me this crap about we need a season to get better. I don't believe it. It's been proven wrong time and again. And, you know, Allen, as a young coach, okay, I'll give him the benefit. He's going to need to find guys that are going to help him to succeed. And the buffoons he has underneath him right now aren't helping him to do anything but stand in front of a camera with huge eyeballs and talk about at the end of the day. And that is what I see coming down for the Raiders. It is a huge part of our offseason. I pray that we make a move right away and show the Raider fan this organization is ready to move forward. It's done the nap experiment. Let's move on. Valuations and some coaching changes will be a refreshing thing for this fan. And that's what I see coming in this postseason. We'll talk more about players later, but that's the situation I see. Bill Romanowski, how are you today, Romo? Hey, going great. Good, good, good. Romo, I want to ask you a big-picture Raiders question, if you don't mind. A year ago, they basically are playing through adversity and yet still winning games and competing for a playoff spot. Uh, Amy Trask is maybe being hailed for her leadership and her virginity on behalf of the team. A year later, this thing's in shambles. You've got a new coach. You can't win a game. You're struggling to the finish. Where will they be one year from now? I tell you what, great, great question. And... What they have, what what they had to do last year, is you know, I, I talked to Reggie McKenzie, and he said I was thirty million over the cap, and Al Davis was willing to leverage the team to win now because he knew his days were numbered. Well, guess what? That they can't do that anymore. Mark Davis does not want to run the team in a deficit. So they're going to have to build the team the way that a lot of teams build, and they got to do it through the draft. Well, 
with them not having a great year, we know they're going to pick high in the first round. They don't have a second round pick. So to me, you got to be able to trade, be able to trade that pick to be able to get a second rounder and maybe a late first rounder. You got, you got to do, uh, you know, what the Rams did last year. They kept trading their picks to get more picks because Jeff Fisher knew he needed more good football players. He didn't need one great football player. He needed a bunch of good football players. Well, that's what the, that's what the Raiders need. They need more good football players. Now what you're going to have is, okay, is Reggie McKenzie going to draft for Dennis Allen or is he going to draft for the Oakland Raiders? And that's going to have a lot to do with, does he think this zone scheme is the future? Is he going to draft players that really fit into the coaching staff now, or is he just going to take the best athletes available? So to answer the question, there's going to be a lot that uh, a lot of these answers will happen in the offseason when we see what kind of free agents they get, what kind of draft they have, but they just need more football players. One more tidbit here. As far as the Raiders move in Los Angeles, we're going to find out whether the Raiders are even interested. We'll find out in February. It's supposed to be some kind of declaration there on a team that's possibly moving. So they have to declare the uh, intent. Vic Tafer, 95.7, and San Francisco Chronicle Raiders insider joining the Pulse. Um, a lot of, I guess a lot of, information and conversation coming out of this Bloomberg article, but uh, obviously the stadium, how fragile a stadium situation is it behind the scenes? Well, yeah, it's still up in the air. I mean, there's no really clear-cut way to go. Obviously, uh, there's not a lot of money laying around, both uh, with the Raiders or with the city of Oakland, and uh, uh, they're asking to go down south of the Niners. It's kind of foggy, so at this point, they just had a lot of meetings with officials, uh, both with the league and with the city, and uh, it's not really a clear-cut path, so things haven't really changed much in the last year. Uh, I'll approach it from this angle. Um, does the stadium and all of the underworkings in the background about the business stuff, does that slow down the momentum of what this team could be and where direction they may be going because there's so much unknown? No, I think they've done a good job keeping the, uh, the business side, the stadium side, separate from the actual running of the team. They want, you know, they're committed to getting a, a better football product on the field, and that would uh, you know increase ticket sales and kind of feed the uh, – feed the cash cow. So I think they're separate issues and they're working hard on both of them. So let's keep our eyes open and our ears open to see what happens on that plane. But, uh, yeah, the season's got two more games, but, man, it doesn't seem like it. Feels like it's over to me. And that is all I have to say about that. Okay, here it comes right at you. A pregame for the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Cam Newton, brother. That pretty much sums the whole game up. Cam Newton is a superstar. I love this kid. I love the way he plays. This last season has not been the best for him. And I'll tell you why. Yes, I'm going to jump on the box yet again. It's coaching. His fundamentals have decreased. His footwork's sloppy. There's a lot of things about him that aren't the same as they were last year because 
He doesn't have that type of coaching, and he doesn't have that kind of drive right now, I don't think. He's going through a transition, but let me tell you, they are still dangerous. He's still a good player, and him by himself can win this football game. This is a test of our defense big time. I want to see our defense stay on the course and stop this guy from winning the game. This will be a good game for our defense. I want to see some players make some moves. I want to see some pressure. I want to see Hello Kitty get in there. <laughs> but this is a defensive test for sure. Uh, I really don't care if we win or not. I know that sounds terrible, but, man, I, I'm looking at draft picks, man. This team needs some help right away. Can the Raiders make this uh, two in a row? And, and if so, what do they have to do? It's going to be tough. They don't really do well on the long trips. And I do think Carolina's playing a lot better. They're actually doing what the Raiders would like to do, finish on a good note. They've won two in a row. I think Cam Newton's like got um, 15 touchdowns, both running and passing, and, and zero picks the last five games. So he's finally you know, the Cam Newton he was last year. So I think it's a last home game. They're going to be fired up. So it's a, I think it's a tough situation for the Raiders this weekend. Now, wait a minute. They just threw a shutout last weekend. First time in 10 years, Vic. Which is good. They're, you know, they're going high. They're going in fired up. They're going in with their chest puffed out, and they think they got a shot, which is what they need. So um, right. I think morale-wise, they're fine. They're, they were at a good week. Last week of practice, they were focused. I'm not sure if that it all involves you know, the McLean thing being done with, but they're focused, and they played better. So, you know, shout out to somebody when it comes against uh, the Chiefs. And uh, the health of Darren McFadden and uh, and Mike Goodson. All good. doing great. McFadden had a career-high 30 carries last week. He uh, seems rejuvenated. He, um, yeah, he's not having the big runs yet, but he showed some glimpses, at least, of being the old Darren and getting more comfortable with the offense. So uh, he's doing fine. Richard Seymour, it looks like he's not going to play again this week. Is that correct? He wasn't at practice today. I think tomorrow will be a key day if he has any hopes of playing Sunday. I think he has to be after tomorrow. Uh, he had a little step back last week. He kind of grabbed at him. So um, if you're a betting man, I wouldn't bet on him playing this weekend, no. A three-time Super Bowl champion, fantastic player. Is Richard Seymour done? He's done here. I definitely um, – I don't think he'll – he might play the last game, but I think, um, you know, it's time. I think he, they can't afford him. I think he'll get an offer somewhere else next year. He still wants to play. So uh, I definitely think he's done here, but by no means I think will he retire. But it's just sad, isn't it? Because of what you, what we remember him by, and and the way he plays now, and the fact that he's not even getting on the field anymore. It's isn't it kind of a sad deal? That's football. Football. You know, the, the gladiators of the old days. Everyone gets a little old. I'm not saying which is old. Yeah, I mean, I don't want him to kill me, but uh, obviously he's lost a step, so um, he can't do the things he once did. But you know, he can still do it once in a while. Which I think a good team next year will look at and say, "Hey, that guy's worth having on on board." Hey, we always appreciate it, Vic. You have a good time down in Carolina. Happy holidays, Vic. You too. Take care. You know, I'm looking at the Raiders possibly winning this game if our defense can stand up to his onslaught. You know, that pistol offense, it's it's brutal. And uh, I don't know if our defense can hang. But we're going to find out. Uh, we're going to find out for sure. If they can't, it could get real ugly in Carolina. <laughs> and that's about it, man. I got no more to say. So let's hit the bone line as long as we're at it. Let's hear it, man. 
720-718-1-800-620-7181. Now I know, man, it's frustrating. I know that it's hard to talk about the team right now. You got some diehard Raider fans out there that are still throwing it down on the bone line. Loving it. I love the Raider Nation. All right, who's first? Our first caller of the day is Raider Todd. Raider Todd's a passionate Raider fan, and he's got a plan. What's going on, Todd? What's happening? Raider Nation, what's going on, Raider? Raider Greg and Raider Randy, this is Raider Todd. I'm still not happy we won. I'm not impressed. Carson Palmer is a truck. He should have got it in the end zone. We should have had at least two touchdowns. Five field goals, that's sad. I don't know what Dennis Allen is doing. Man, how you going to not let Terrell Pryor play? And whatever you do, Mr. Davis, Mr. Mark Davis, please, please don't let nobody talk to you into going to San Francisco and getting Alex Smith because it's not worth it. I got a scheme that I know that it get right, get us right into the Super Bowl. Get rid of all, get rid of all them coaches that we got right now. Get rid of all of them. That's what we could start doing, Mr. Davis. If you listen to me, get rid of those coaches. Darren McFadden looked good today. Our receivers is looking good too, but also Palmer was leading them to get killed again. As usual. But I'm happy with the win. Defense was good. DHB was great. You know, all our running game, our receivers did good. Need to see more from uh, Terrell Pryor. And Dennis Allen, you must be on cough syrup to even think about Carson Palmer is our future. He's old and banged up. Don't go get Alex Smith, whatever you do. Please don't. Go get us a real veteran quarterback. I'm out. Raider Nation, Raider Love. Go beat Cam Newton. I love the don't get Alex Smith. I think the whole Raider Nation cried out the minute he was benched. Don't get Alex Smith. We're so used to Al Davis doing it. I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're stuck with Palmer for another season. Uh, we'll see a little bit more of Terrell Pryor, perhaps. I think they're going to try to trade him. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Good call, though. I love the passion, brother. I love it. And our next caller will be Money Man Has Spoken, Rita. I love this guy. Check it out. Money Man Has Raider. 15 or nothing. Wow. 15 or nothing. Yeah, I guess the Raider Nation is elated right now. And they actually won a game. Yeah. You won a game, now you're thrilled to death. And what did you really get out of it, though? Did we learn anything from it? I don't think so. I'm looking at the fact that my boy, Terrell Proud, was in one series. He throws one ball, one pass, and taking out a game for the rest of the day. 
I'm like, what the hell? Aren't we supposed to be evaluating these players? Hell, what they got for us next year? Okay. Dennis Allen simply is sabotaging the real prize opportunity to be the starting quarterback for the Oakland Raiders. It's already said it's not every time a commentator calling us Paul Gutierrez or anybody approach him about the word Terrell Proud, the first thing fly out of his mouth is, who calls the bomb star quarterback for the Oakland Raiders? I'm like, oh, my God, did anybody ask you that, man? I'm like, are you afraid to play Terrell Pryor? Are you afraid he's going to show out like he did in De- um, at that Detroit game and uh, unseat your boy? Is that your boy, Tor? What you doing for him? I'm like, why are you so all up on wanting him to start? I'm like, he is not a winning quarterback. Why do you want him here? I'm like, the difference between Jim Harbaugh and Allen is the fact that Dennis Allen is a coward. He has favorites. He don't want his favorites to be beaten out. He's worse than Al Davis when it comes to that. And Jim Harbaugh is going to be the type of coach that's going to put the best player out there. Nobody expecting him to bench Alex Smith, and you saw what happened. Just like Carroll up there in Seattle. Everybody thought old Matt Flynn was going to come in there and be the starting quarterback, and a third-string rookie quarterback is their star. That is the difference between our coach and the other coaches around the league. They don't play favorites, and as long as they continue to play favorites up there in Oakland, we're going to be the laughing stock of the NFL like we were the last damn decade. And with that, I'm out. Yeah, evidently the Terrell Pryor story is this, that he was going to leave him in here, leave him in the game as long as he would continue to move the ball and make first downs. Well, like the guy had a chance. He hasn't thrown a ball in the game since preseason. I mean, you can't decide on a player's skill set by one set of downs and then you're out. How does he expect to have any rhythm, consistency? Hey, man, the season's over. Let the guy play. I mean, what? We're going to get Carson Palmer. This is classic. Carson Palmer, which will be our quarterback next year, I, I suspect, uh, gets injured. You know, dramatic knee injury or something brutal that he's going to have a hard time coming back from. In one of these shitty games, we don't need. I think that's foolish. I think we should play prior because we got nothing to lose, man. Uh, Dallas Allen saying we got to win every game. Hey, partner, you missed that train a few games back. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have Raider Dan from KC. I love this guy. Passionate Raider fan. And he absolutely hates Chiefs Nation. (laughs) I said that on purpose, guys. I said that on purpose. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan. Thanks for the sweep. I know we're looking for good draft picks, but you just don't understand what it's like to live in enemy territory where they talk shit. Hey, they win two fucking games, they still want to talk shit. But they're so fucking pissed that they had O before on fourth down. They are pissed that we gave them a goose egg. They are pissed that they just fucking suck. I mean, hey, we've seen the offense this terrible, but it's even better when it's the fucking Chiefs and they fucking suck and we piss on them. 
Merry Christmas to them. But, hey, uh, we're going to be better. We played out there with a lot of heart. I like that. You know, I know on the last podcast, you saying, hey, you don't want them to win and, and it help us in the draft status. I want to see who got heart. Those are the guys that got heart need to be out there. Yeah, Tommy Kelly played okay, but he only plays okay against the Chiefs because they fucking suck. But go Raiders. My heart and condolences to the people of the Connecticut. Raider fans, if you're up there, non-Raider fans, if you're up there, I hope this ass whooping on the Chiefs was good entertainment for a minute. Peace out. Go Raiders. Yeah, we beat the Chiefs with five field goals. Not a complete dominating game. But you got two losing teams playing each other, and evidently we're the better of the two losing teams, which is fine. I'm glad we won. But uh, I'm telling you, man, it's pushing us down in the draft line, and we need to be as high up as we can because we got a lot of work that needs to get done. Thanks for the call, man. Always good. And next we have the master of Michigan, the Raider General. The guy's always on top of it. Got a great take. What is going on, my good brother from the East? Hey, guys. Raider General here in Michigan. Um, after watching that Kansas City game, I think um, this isn't any big revelation, but I think we can take from that game that Kansas City is really fucking horrible. And we are really fucking horrible. If we can't roll on them about 20, 30 points and we can't get in the red zone, we are horrible. But we know that. And a couple other things I think we know for next year is um, Dennis Allen is going to be our coach. And I, I have to differ with you. I think Carson Palmer is going to be our quarterback. And I think Darren McFadden is going to be our running back. And we're going to have to build around that. And we're going to have to have Greg Knapp either killed or, or, or if anybody thinks of him coming, if, if Dennis Allen wants him to come back or Reggie McKenzie wants to come back, something's going to have to happen. Someone's going to have to kidnap him and send him out of the country or something because he is the worst play caller in the history of the NFL. The one bright spot I saw yesterday, and people say, hey, McFadden ran well. I, I don't think he ran that well. He, he ran okay. Goodson ran just as well. But the one thing I did see is when he exploded on the sideline. I haven't seen him do that before. I think when I saw that, I was really hearkened. I, I, I was really, I was happy because it made me feel like he's just as fucking frustrated as the rest of us when Greg Knapp has him run up the fucking middle three times in a row. McFadden runs on the outside unless there's a huge hole in the middle and we got some beasts up in the middle that can create some seams and some big holes for him. That's what he is. Goodson makes more out of the middle than McFadden does. And that's it. We need one more bruiser in the back, backfield, and we're set. And get some decent fucking offensive linemen and someone that knows how to call some plays for these guys. Because I'm tired of it. We're all tired of it. I think McFadden will be back, and I wanted to get rid of him, but I was really happy to see him as frustrated as he was. I can just imagine what he was saying. What the hell are you sending me up the middle when we got one yard to gain, and I can't, I haven't been able to run up the middle the whole effing year. Ugh. Anyways, we won, and I don't really give a shit about the win. Because right now, I hope we don't win anything anymore. Because I want that 
linebacker from Notre Dame. And I don't want to win any more games. I'm okay with that. And that's the first time in my life I've felt this way. But I don't because we suck. All right, guys. Merry Christmas. I'm out. Well, at this point, I know we're going to keep Allen. We better not keep Nap, but we might be stuck with this asshole for another year because the way they're talking, the way Allen's talking, you know, he's got his head so far up Nap's ass that it sounds like he's got a sock in his mouth. I'm not liking it. I don't like the praise of the offensive coordinator when he blows ass. That's one thing. We could have Carson. I'm hoping with this draft we have coming up, we pick up this quarterback from the Tennessee Vols. Uh, this kid is on fire. 39 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Played all four years. He's a stud. He's big. He sees the whole field. Don't be surprised if we don't pick up a diamond quarterback somewhere in this draft. Not saying that it'll be the first one we have as far as first string, but, you know, there's... A lot of things can happen when draft time comes. We need to get we need to shit can this Greg Knapp thing right now. Uh, and that's all I got to say about that. Thank you for the call, Rada General. And next is one of my very favorite callers, man. I love the passion. I love the way he calls it out. Uh, man, you know him. You know him as what he is. Rada D from the IE. What is up, my brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. It's your boy Raider D from the IE. Just checking in, man. I haven't called in a couple of weeks. You know, I don't want to be one of those people calling here fucking ranting and raving and pissed and snorting and shit because uh, we have had absolutely nothing, nothing positive to talk about for quite a while. I think we needed a Kansas City team that ain't worth a fuck that play, you know, we're, we're, oh, my God. Play like the laughing stocks, but uh, we're not. Kansas City is. We had a couple of things yesterday that I did want to talk about that, uh, you know, McFadden was able to get off. But against a team like that, you know, fuck he's supposed to. What I want to talk about is this Goodson kid. I like that kid. Or, uh, uh, is it Goodson? Yeah, Goodson. I like that kid. He's, uh, he's a gamer, man. I don't know what the deal is, but, you know, my opinion right now, he's he's our he's our best running back. I mean, Marcel Reese is a beast, but I don't want to get him fucked up. Our our coaches just don't seem to know how to balance out running game with running backs. What I mean by that, fucking McFadden had twenty something carries. This is a motherfucker prone to injuries, and he's gonna stuff the ball in his hands twenty something times when Reese was uh, uh, back there. You had him running the ball twenty five times, but we had fucking last uh, year. They're giving Bush the ball 25 times. You got five, four or five backs. Fucking spread that around. I mean, I'd rather see McFadden get a couple of 10, 12, or 20-yard run here and there. And, um, you know, let the bruisers take the one-yard dives. I don't want to send my, my best, my, 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 you know, normal guy in there bashing in the fucking 300-pounders for four quarters. That's just me. I don't think they think about that. Um, they didn't get in the end zone. Carson Palmer is bumped. I've been riding on this guy's jock the whole time. It's like, I mean, some of you guys have. I've been saying, shit, he's our best quarterback. He's our best quarterback. But God, that motherfucker, he can, he'll throw that ball in coverage. I don't give a shit if you hit him in the head with a stick and tell him to do it. He'll do it again. I think they had to do that, you know, that 
that shit they do to monkeys where they shock them for grabbing a banana, and you shock them so the motherfucker stops grabbing a banana, maybe that'll work. Because that fucker will throw that ball in double, triple cover. He didn't get any picks yesterday, but he threw one to Brandon Myers. And God, they showed it three times. He was never open. He didn't come out of his break open. He had a linebacker underneath. He had a, uh, a safety over the top. And, and my, you know, anything happens, this interception. He just does it all the time. So uh, we got two more games. Cam Newton is riding the high from putting his foot in San Diego's ass yesterday. So we're going to have to deal with him next week. And I'm going to be at the game in San Diego. I hope you guys show up. I don't know if you guys are going to be down there. But, uh, you know, I got some friends who gave up the season tickets because they're scared of other L.A. Raider fans coming up here. And I like that, too. Scared the shit out of a little punk-ass fucking Charger fan. Anyway, Raider D from IE. I'm a ride or die, baby. Raider till I die. Peace. I really don't know who would be the best running back because the scheme sucks. The coaching sucks. The way the, the team is put together, it sucks. The coaching is the problem, man. Goodson, the reason he's, we got him was he was a fumble guy. He fumbled a couple times for us, too. So uh, hopefully he's lost that tendency, but that's why he was available, and that's why we got him at such a reasonable price. McFadden, hey, man, fragile McFragile is going to be who he is, and I don't care if they run him 20 times or 50 times. They're not going to get any more out of him than they get out of any other back because the scheme blows ass. Glad you're going to San Diego, man. It's a lot of fun. I wish I could go. Can't do it this season. Already been out of town once. I get one trip, and that was it. This is always good. If you can hear this, you got to go. San Diego is a must-go-to game. Thanks for the call, brother, as always. And next, the Raiders' edge from Buffalo, New York. You know it's cold up there, baby. What is happening, brother? What's up, Raider Greg? It's the Raiders' edge. Buffalo, New York. Monday. It's nice to get a W, you know. Can't complain. A win is a win, especially against a division team. You know, Dennis Allen, he needed that W. Reggie McKenzie needed it. That's on their record. You know, but um, it's just so painfully obvious to see the problem with this team. It's Greg Knapp. It always comes back to Greg Knapp. You know, how many times were we in the red zone? It was four or five field goals yesterday. It's just brutal, you know. He just his offenses throughout his career as the offensive coordinator of the Falcons, the Seahawks, the Raiders, wherever he's been, these teams can't score touchdowns. Look it up. I did. I did research. These his teams averaged sixteen points a game, Raider Greg. I did my research on this guy. He's horrible at his job. He's a horrible play caller. And it's just amazing how he keeps getting jobs. You know, he just he, he gets fired and boom, he's got a job the next year. You know, he's a good position coach. You know, I think Greg Knapp is a good quarterback coach where he can just focus on one thing, just focus on, you know, developing a quarterback. He can do that. He's done that. He's worked good with Jeff Garcia. He did it last year with T.J. Yates in Houston. 
but as a play caller, play designs, scheming, it just it doesn't work for this guy. He's just not good at it. And I really I, I do like Dennis Allen. I, I don't want another I don't want to change head coaches again. I you know, that's a mess doing that. I really want him to come back. Jason Tarver could come back, you know, but um Allen doesn't fire Greg Nam. And I think the decision is actually gonna come down to Dennis Allen. I think Mark Davis will, you know, give Allen the option. I really do. I don't think Mark Davis is gonna overstuff him. I don't think he's gonna do I don't think he's gonna be that type of owner. It's just Allen's his career is on the line as a head coach. And you're gonna have this guy in here running this offense, you know, such an important person on the team, offensive coordinator, and he's gonna run it into the ground. It's not going to improve next year because again, if you go look at Nap's history, his offenses regress again the following year. They go down. They get worse. They don't improve. It gets worse under this guy. I just really, really hope Dennis Allen sees this and is aware of this. they got to move on from this guy. I mean, I understand Dennis Allen is a believer in this own blocking scheme and this West Coast offense, whatever. That's fine. Under the right circumstances, Houston, Green Bay, it can work, but not with Greg Knapp at the play caller. This team needs a new play caller. You want to keep the scheme? Fine. You want to keep zone blocking and all this? Fine. Knapp has got to go. If Knapp is on this team next year, 2013 is already a lost season. I'm out. Thank you. Wow. I couldn't have said it better myself. You made a fabulous case, and if I were a judge, it'd be all over except for the electric frickin' chair. Greg Knapp blows. We all know he blows, but the rumors that are circulating out of Oakland right now uh, are like they're, they're having confidence in this knucklehead idiot. So, you know, right now I'm going to tell the Raider Nation, send Mark Davis a note. That's mdavis at raiders.com. That's it. Send him a note. Tell him what you think of Greg Knapp. Don't tell him what I think. Tell him what you think. That's a perfect idea. Great call. Great facts. I love it, brother. Thanks. And next, the man from Coppolopolis, California, Raider Chongo. What's up, man? We missed you. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Raider Chungo calling from the usual Coppolopolis, California. Hey, Raider Greg, man, I'm sorry I didn't make it to tailgate for the donkey game, man. I really, really wanted to come meet you, meet all the guys, all that jazz. Uh, just had some traveling issues, didn't get there on time, but we made it for the game. Got to watch that torture, so, you know, all things being equal. Glad I got to see a game this year and uh, just didn't come there. I was going to tell you about my plans to turn my McLean jersey into a Millen jersey. Thought that's pretty snazzy. Save a couple hundred bucks, too, while you're at it. Uh, I'm not quite sure if it's going to work, but we'll say, uh, you know, at least Millen was a better player than he was a GM. So with that with that being said, you know, just want to call back. I really enjoyed our little debate the last couple of calls, last couple of weeks. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I know I'm in the minority. I'm, you know, Raider fans don't want to see this staff stay. 
Uh, and I'm not going to sit back and I'm not going to defend Greg Knapp. I think Greg Knapp, I think you're right, Greg Knapp's been terrible this season calling plays. He has moments where he, you know, calls some good plays or the Raiders do something right. But, you know, overall it's been pretty ugly. Um, but I will stand by what I say. He definitely can't change his scheme. Now, you talked about the Texans getting the crap kicked out of them by the Patriots. Well, I did some research, and basically, when you look at it, including the Raiders, half of the NFL runs zone-blocking schemes. All those teams essentially are West Coast offenses, because that's where it started, West Coast offense. Now, actually, you know what? Check my numbers. That would be 17, because I forgot a team. So more than half the league uses the zone-blocking scheme primarily as their key form of running the football. Now, the thing is, when we were winning earlier in the 2000s under Gruden, that was zone blocking scheme. I mean, it's not like the Raiders don't have a history of doing this stuff. And not only that, but in college, most of the colleges are running zone blocking scheme because they're all in spread. When they're running this spread option stuff, that's all zone blocking. So most of the players we're going to be getting are going to be zone blocking players. They're going to be guys who are a little bit leaner, a little bit faster on the feet. And those are the guys who are going to be a plenty in the draft. So, you know, maybe guys you can find later in the draft who've done this stuff more and more. So, you know, that's, I think that's also another part of the draw for the zone blocking scheme is it's kind of going in the future with this option and, you know, the mobile quarterbacks, all that jazz. You know, Chiefs and Broncos are both zone blocking schemes. The Seahawks, of course, the Vikings, Bears, Packers, uh, you know, Browns with Richardson, uh, you know, the Dolphins, Bills. I mean, even the Colts still are zone blocking scheme. There's a lot of good running games that are zone-blocking schemes and a lot of good running games other than the Texans. But my point is, if you have half the league, we're half the league doing CBS. If the future in college is CBS, that's what we're running now. There's just no point to change the scheme again. I mean, think about how many players have had all these different schemes over and over and over again. And the other thing is, and you didn't answer this about the defense, but seriously, the defense under Tarver is terrible. But it was terrible last year. I mean, it was terrible. It was shitty. It was 32nd in the league. So we put well, our offense a little bit better. It didn't look so gruesome most of the time. So, you know, like I said, I'm not going to defend Nap. You know, for the most part, I'm not going to sit back and defend the whole heck of a lot of what the coach staff's done. I'm as sick as the rest of you guys. You know, I'm pissed off as much as everybody else is. You know, I'm not a happy camper, happy camper either. I just don't think that turning over all the schemes and starting from scratch is a healthy way to do business. I mean, you talk about why can't we attract good coaches? It seems we're constantly firing them. I mean, maybe because the coaches we do hire haven't done well, yes. But at the same time, if they see a long line of impatience in the far office, coaches aren't going to come. They're not going to want to come. So I think you stick with it, maybe you bring in another guy who can call plays for Greg Knapp. I'm with you on that wholeheartedly. But like I said, just don't change the scheme. And I know a lot of people are listening they are going to totally disagree that's fine. I accept it. I could be a total lone wolf, black sheep on this one, whatever. But I think it is healthier for the future. Like I said, think about some of these guys on the scheme they played under. You know, DHB, how's he supposed to get better? Because another scheme that means three and three years for Denarius Moore, Rod Street or Klein, or how's Pryor supposed to learn? How, you know, look about Marcel Reese. He's done well in this scheme. And you're going to throw him into another scheme. I mean, just, I what about some of our young offensive linemen, Valdir, who's seen multiple schemes, that also near to be having Bergstrom do something different, too, in his second year. So, I mean, just, this is a lot more impactful than people are thinking about, like how destructive it could be, again, to change the scheme. I mean, you really have to think about this. It's just it's not healthy. And uh, with that, real quick, I want to move on to what I think for the draft. 
a lot of people saying Manti Teo, ugh, you know what? Just trade the pick. Trade it a bunch of times. Go back up five to eight draft picks for the next two years, and then we'll have a good basis. And that's how you build that. That's how you make a good football team. All right, Raider Nation, I'm out. Well, I understand your thought pattern. A lot of Raider fans are saying the same thing. We need consistency. Well, I'm not going to be one that's happy with consistently losing. That's Greg Knapp. He is a losing coach. His history speaks louder than I do. It just says everything. Okay, now how about this? Not only his job, but the offensive line coach. He should be fired. If he can't get these players to play correctly and open holes for our running backs, he should be gone too. Look, it's not all about drafting good players. You have to you start off with the staff. Allen scraped together a staff, literally scraped it from the bottom of the barrel. And now he has an opportunity to improve it a second year. I sure as hell hope he makes improvements in his staff along with adding quality players. Because if not, we will be in the same boat as we were this season. Thanks for the call, brother. The controversy continues. (laughs) That's how it is, baby. And next, my very good brother, Matty Reda from Albany, New York. You know you've bundled up up there, brother, because it's damn cold. What is happening, man? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Andy, it's Matty Raider, Albany, New York, uh, calling in about the Chiefs game. Hey, it's ugly, but I'll take it. You know, uh, some things from the game, Carson didn't turn it over, which was nice considering what's happened in the past few weeks. Uh, It's nice to see McFadden got a lot of touches and was actually productive. Um, You know, the run game will bear fruit if you just keep giving it to him. Um, You know, I'm still not a fan of that zone blocking. As far as the next two games, we got uh, the Panthers and San Diego. I'd like to see uh, Pryor get in there and see what we have, if anything, with the kid. Um, let him play. See what we got. Well, I'll keep it short. I just want to wish you uh, and Randy and your families a very Merry Christmas. Really thank you for all you guys do. I appreciate it. Um, getting a chance to meet you both uh, earlier this season when I went out there. It was a great time. And uh, I really enjoyed myself. And lastly, I just want to give my thoughts and prayers to the victims and families in Newtown, Connecticut. Um, those families need all the love we can give them right now. So uh, Merry Christmas, guys. I'm out. Well, Maddie Raider, we had a blast when you came out here for sure. You're a good dude, man. You got a good heart. And it shows, brother. As far as the team goes, we beat the... Uh, the number two pick in the NFL draft next year. I'm not impressed with this win. Five field goals? It was pathetic. It was lethargic. and was far from entertaining, to say the very least. This team has got a long way to go to compete in this league. I ain't happy with beating up on the, you know, the village idiot team, the Kansas City Chiefs. It doesn't make me happy at all. Especially when you look at this season's record of our losses and our wins. Look at the scores of our losses. It is depressing. 
So we got to look forward to a better year next year. We're gonna. It's gonna get better. We got to get better. I hope to see you soon out the tailgate, brother. I know this is not the last time we'll be seeing you there. Merry Christmas to you, my brother. And next we have Reda Joe. And he's AKA the Tired Raider. And last time he called in, I told him he should take a nap. You know, because our offense is on a nap permanently. What is up, Joe? What's happening, brother? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Nation, Raider Joe, or Tired Raider? And I did take your advice. I did take a nap. Now I'm fully awake. And I woke up on Sunday to watch a boring-ass, tired-ass game on the Raiders and the Chiefs, man. I mean, that made me even more tired. That was the most boring piece-of-shit game I've ever watched. You're telling me you, the Chiefs do not make one play in Raider territory and all you could do is kick four fucking field goals and go into halftime at 12 nothing. Really? That's all you got. Four field goals when the Chiefs didn't make one play in your territory. That's fucking pathetic. I'm done ranting and raving. You know, of course, the season's over. It was over even before it began. And all these people saying, you know, you know, two eight and eight seasons back to back. It's we were building on building on some. You know, we did sweep the division in one of those eight and eight seasons. But what do we do? We went two and six outside of our division. That's pathetic. I mean, two and eight. I'm sorry, two and eight. I mean, that's just you're not going to win a, a Super Bowl with that kind of record. Yeah, you swept your division, but you went two and eight outside of it. So, you know, it's we're done. Season's been done, and Reggie McKenzie needs to do his work, and hopefully we get that defensive tackle out of Utah and uh, just start our defense back up because that's what's killing us. So, anyways, much love. Happy holidays. I'm out. Couldn't have described that game any better than you did, my brother. And we got a long way to go. We'll see, man. Look forward to the draft. Things will be exciting. At least this year, we'll have a draft that we can watch. <laughs> That's pretty damn funny. And next, we have Navy Raider Ray. What's happening, brother? And thank you again for defending this great nation and our freedoms. I can't thank you enough. Honest. What's up, man? <laughs> What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, and Raider Nation? This is Navy Raider Ray, stationed in Norfolk, Virginia. And, well, despite how terrible the team's been playing lately, I uh, I went ahead and did it. Uh, well, I mean, terrible lately with the exception of the last game, but let's face it, we might as well have been playing a Pop Warner team. But, uh, yeah, despite the, uh, the terrible play of our team, I went ahead and put my money down, and I got tickets to the last two games of the season, both road games. Uh, this Sunday, we got Carolina. Um, according to Google, it's about a five-and-a-half-hour drive from Norfolk to Charlotte. Uh, I'm sure I can shave some time off of that. After all, I went to Baltimore. It said four hours, and I cut it down to three. But regardless, it should be a good time. I'm going with a buddy of mine who is also Raider Nation, so uh, looking forward to that. And then the following Friday, I fly home to the Los Angeles area, and then that Sunday... I've got tickets driving south about two hours to San Diego, South Oakland. And uh, the fun thing about that one is I'm going with a buddy of mine who 
wasn't really a football fan before. About two years ago, became a Chargers fan, basically to break my balls. So uh, that'll be fun, especially because uh, he left buying the tickets up to me. So of course, I got uh, tickets to field level, fifty yard line on the Raiders side, and now he's pretty much scared for his life. So uh, maybe that'll keep him quiet. <laughs> yeah, so that should be a good time. Um, hoping that the Raiders will be somewhat competitive, um, maybe even hopefully win. I know uh, last week on the podcast we were talking about hoping that the Raiders lost the rest of their game so we get a good spot in the draft. And uh, I know what you're saying. I know where you're coming from, but I just can't bring myself to to hope for that. You know, every single week I want the Raiders to win, and I know deep down inside you do too. I'm sure this past weekend you weren't upset that the Raiders lost, or Raiders won, rather. Um, I know where you're coming from. I know that you bleed silver and black just like the rest of us, and I uh, hope nobody's giving you any crap for those uh, statements that you made. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm going to these games, hoping to have a good time, and uh, if the Raiders play like shit, at least they serve beer at the stadium. And uh, for any of the rest of the fans that are going, um, if you're uh, any other Raider Nation going to these games, you know, maybe if they're doing a tailgate or something beforehand, you know, maybe you can hit me up, uh, shoot me an email, go ahead and uh, give out my email right here. Uh, shoot me an email, maybe we can, uh, you know, hang out. It'd be good to meet up with some Raider fans before the game. Uh, my email is one at yahoo.com. I'm going to go ahead and spell that out because it's kind of a ridiculous name. It's uh, the Ray Docious one, the T-H-E, Ray, R-A-Y, D-O-C-I-O-U-S-O-N-E at yahoo.com. So, again, any other Raider Nation going to these games, hit me up. Maybe we can uh, meet up, you know, have some beers, tailgate, whatever, and then uh, watch the Raiders hopefully, uh, hopefully win a game or two. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got. As always, win, lose, or tie, Raider Nation till I die. I'm out. Well, there you go, Raider Nation. There's a Raider fan who sees the team in total disarray, but he doesn't care, just like the rest of us. He doesn't care. He's going to go support his team, be around some of the best fans he'll ever see. The Raider Nation is long, it is wide, and it is deep. And he's going to meet some great people he's never met before. And he's going to have a hell of a time. Because that's what it's about going to the game as well. We want to win. It's also a great tailgate and a great family. Now on San Diego, the South Bay Raider Booster Club does it right. Check that out. Get a hold of them. They're a booster club. You can get them on uh, uh, Raiders.com. they got a list of their name on there and contact information. So anybody going to the San Diego game, check them out because they rock. They do it right, and they throw the right party the night before. It's killer. It's fun. Uh, So you have a good time, Ray. Thanks for having my back. You know, I don't want the Raiders to lose. I just want better draft picks. And if we're going to suck like we do this year, whatever. Uh, Let's get the best draft pick we can get. And uh, move on from there, because we got a lot of building to do. Thanks for the call, man. You have a great time, as I know you will. And next we have Raider Mystic, because he's so opti- 
Mystic. <laughs> You're a great caller, man. What is up? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. What's up? It's Raider Mystic. <laughs> Straight out of Bend, Oregon, sitting in my car. It's a snow blizzard outside here. And been wanting to call in all week. Didn't uh, really know what to talk about, though. Um, you know, good good win over the Chiefs, the Queefs. <laughs> but, uh, you know, positives, negatives, all kinds of shit going on. Don't really know what to say. But what I do did want to tell you is, uh, you know, I work for, uh, for a place here where we do technical support for, uh, for Apple. And, uh in uh we just uh look forward there's a handful of raider fans here i've turned them all onto the podcast we all look forward we're always checking refreshing our podcast browser waiting for the next episode of uh the raider podcast to come on so from all of us here at work in our cubicles awaiting the next raider podcast we just wanted to give you a big shout out and thanks and we look forward to the next one and uh, maybe next week after some more events uh, become eventful, we'll have something uh, fun to talk about. Until then, we love the Raider Nation, and we love the podcast. Keep it up. Thanks, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. I'm Raider Mystic, and I'm out of here. First of all, thank you for the props, man. It's cool to know that people are looking forward to our show. Randy and I appreciate it very much, and it makes all the work Worth it, man. And uh, thank you for listening. And all those folks up there, understand this. We are all about the Apple products. <laughs> it works for me. So good for you. Thank you guys for doing what you do because uh, we love Apple. So uh, on that note, let's hope that uh, you can get down here to Oakland and see a game here soon, brother. Thanks for the call. And next, we have a mysterious call. I, I, I can't really believe it, but it's Jason Tarver, the defensive coordinator for the Raiders. Well, what is up, Jason? What's happening? Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, just wanted to give you a call here. Hey, this is uh, Jason Tarver. Um, in case you, you didn't know, I'm the defensive coordinator for the Raiders. I know we haven't really been on the map. A lot of people have been dissing my defense, saying, you know, he only knows biochemical engineering. Only knows biochemical engineering. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit, okay? I worked hard at making this voice raspy, you know? I've had a lot of all-nighters, okay? I did a lot to get to where I'm at right now. I, my, my buddy Dennis called the show. He told me, you guys run a great podcast. Uh, I, I even believe my buddy Greg. Take a crap nap. I think he called in. Hey, I just wanted to say, you saw that Chiefs game. You know how I play. You know how I roll. That's Jason Tarver, baby. That's all me. That's all biochemical shit right there. So Raider Nation, don't give up on me, okay? Or, or you know, maybe I should go back to Stanford. Fuck, I don't even know. But anyways, you guys got a great show, you know? Whoever's going to be here at the end of this year, I really don't know. You know, if it was up to me, I'd say keep me. But if it's not up to me, I'd say fucking fire me. Get me the fuck out of here and bring somebody in that knows how to 
how to make solid defensive schemes, you know? You know, take great crap with me, okay? You know? Anyways, it's always a good time, Raider Nation. Jason Tarver, baby. We love you. Well, it sounds like you're staying, but I don't know about your buddy. Take a crap nap. I think he's toast. He sure should be because you don't want nothing to do with that guy and his offensive genius. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Mr. Tarver. Well, Raider Nation, the season is done. You guys know that. I know we have two games. I know we have two contests yet to play out in this uh, season of ours. Let's just see how we work it. Let's see how we handle Cam Newton because realistically, that's the new offense of the NFL. The pistol formation, the quarterback that can run the ball. Uh, this seems to be the, the design of the offenses moving forward in the NFL. So it's a good contest for our defense. We'll see how it works out. And our offense should play pretty well. Ha, huh, we'll see. But uh, on that note, it's always real. It's always fun. I just want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays, whatever you want to say. We love doing this show. Um, and we're going to do it as long as we possibly can. However, I would like a winning season someday. <laughs> and that is it. I am Raider Greg. And I am out. <laughs>